0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Couchside Judges on the Monday after a busy fight weekend. I'm Scott Fontana, and please give me a follow or shoot me a DM on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana.
1: And I'm Dan Urban. You can follow me on Twitter as well at Dan Urban MMA. Please subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. Also, you can check out the pod on social media at Couchside Judges. And be sure to look up the judging criteria that we
0: use in MMA. It's a big part of our show. You can find that at abcboxing.com.
1: Scott, we saw Brian Ortega take it to Korean Zombie on Saturday night, and he looked unbelievable.
0: Yeah, man, the fight I had on action was, honestly, I thought it was pretty good despite a bunch of decisions, uh, especially ones that were kind of lopsided. And this one was too. You know, We had 50-45s across the board from all three uh, going Ortega's way chance on Jung. He just, I don't know, man, he couldn't really get anything going.
1: He seemed a bit off for a counter striker. That was, you know, he, he doesn't like being first and Ortega was landing first and getting out of the way. He, He didn't take too much damage.
0: You know, the, you know, the first round that was Ortega's round. I think a lot of us were surprised. Maybe even, uh, maybe even zombie was surprised by that as well. But in round two, at least Jung looked like he was actually starting to find a groove and then all of a sudden he ate that counter elbow
1: yeah i thought okay zombies just took the first round to just see what's going to come at him and now he's going to start turning it on in round two which he gave yeah, kind of did yeah and he ate that elbow it completely changed the fight that was it
0: yeah i mean even even uh earlier sunday zombie tweeted out uh, i think it was on instagram that he said basically he doesn't remember rounds three four or five so clearly that elbow
1: messed him up yeah he got waffled he probably was just fighting on autopilot, you know. Yeah. Once he got up, he got rocked again, and then at that point, it, it was just Ortega had the momentum, and he never lost it.
0: No, absolutely. And you know, he was he was playing mind games with kind of those, you know, the reaching down like he was maybe to go for a uh, go for a single leg there or something like that, and then he would just immediately go for a punch. It was really, really impressive stuff that you. I just wasn't expecting from Ortega. He looked fantastic.
1: Yeah, he looked really good, and it. Henry Gracie was the one coach he didn't need on Saturday, so it's good. It that really... was the one coach that wasn't there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if he was there, he'd probably just been like, "Hey,
1: you look good out there. Yep. <laughs> Let me know if you go to the ground." <laughs> he did try to yeah, guillotine he, after he rocked he, him with the elbow, but it didn't didn't even come anywhere near anything. Yeah,
0: for sure. We had we had obviously we had fifty forty fives across the board. You didn't disagree anything, oh, right? Like that would be crazy. No there was way. no ten eights, and nothing went. I actually I way.
1: actually said if if Chan Sung Jun wins this decision, I give everyone permission to call it a robbery.
0: Yeah, that, this would be this would definitely be a robbery. But, you know, we had some good judges on this one, you know, yep. with the likes of, of Ben Cartlidge and and uh, David Leatherby and Clemens Werner. You know, good judges here, not expecting anything crazy, and they didn't give us anything crazy. This is exactly what we saw. And it sets up, obviously, I mean, really the only fight that makes sense now is Ortega against the champion Alexander Volkanovski for the 145 belt.
1: Yeah, you got to give him the title shot off this performance. And then it
0: sounds like that's going to happen.
1: I hope it happens. Who else would it be? You can't Zabit's beats not going to not fight your year ahead. Well, you know, I
0: would never write off Dana putting Max Holloway in there for one reason or another. Yeah, and, true. you know, who knows injuries or COVID or anything like that over the mm-hmm. next, you know, several months could certainly change anything. But I I really hope that this is the next fight. I would like to see what this version of Brian Ortega can do against Volkanovski. It's It's a really interesting matchup.
1: Very interesting matchup. It seems like they're both kind of. Well, this fight with Ortega, he was a very unorthodox type of striker doing yes. all, all all tricky things. And Volkanovski a tricky fighter. Should be it should be a, a good mind game, I think.
0: I do. Th- you know, initial reaction. I don't want to go crazy on this because I haven't thought it through terribly, but I do think Volkanovski is going to be able to take this one. I think the leg kicks are probably going to beat him up pretty good there. He's not going to get taken down uh, in any way like that, too. And I think it's probably going to be a similar fight that we've seen against Holloway, except probably even more lopsided.
1: Really? Okay. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like you, I haven't thought it through. Um, yeah.
0: This is just initial reaction. Have
1: we really? Have we seen Volkanovski on the ground at all?
0: Not on his back, that I can recall. Okay. I mean, he takes it down sometimes, yeah. but, but well, no, I don't Ortega, remember too many It would times be dangerous
1: to take Ortega down. I think he would definitely avoid taking him down.
0: I just, you know, Ortega's not really known for really strong takedowns or anything like that. I mean, who knows? he, has, no, he, has <laughs> he a great... pulled out some amazing tricks on this one, but he obviously he didn't even think to go to the ground against Jung, which was pretty surprising. So yeah. I don't know who knows. I'm just, I'm not as confident that Ortega's takedowns are going to take so much of a leap in the two years since he last competed as the striking, because the striking he's much newer to than the grappling, you know?
1: Yeah. But it, you know, when, when the grapplers fall in love with their hands, sometimes it's a bad thing.
0: Yes. And you know, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here, but I initially I look at this and I say, Volkanovsky is going to be able to, to retain the belt, but who knows? We'll see. I'm, I'm interested to see it for sure.
1: Yeah, my your mind can change 10 times before fight night. as can mine. More likely mine than yours, but. Yeah, what are you trying to say about me? You saying I don't make up my mind? Well, I definitely You saying? I well, are definitely you calling don't me a clown my... here to amuse you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a drink, Spider. <laughs> I was saying you you use all right, Spider.
0: Now, we got we got some contested yeah. rounds. Let's let's get to these now. We've got a split decision, which obviously that's first and foremost for somebody like, you know, from our show and this ended up being not only the fight of the night, but the, it was the future prelim. So, of course, it was an interesting one here with Graham Kutateladze getting the, the nod over Matus Gamrat in a fight that everybody was kind of looking forward to. And I'm sure I at least did something wrong with saying their names, but uh, but Sounded I did good. my best here. Sounded good. <laughs> Sounded all right? All right. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, I can't I can't be John Annick that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, round one was actually the round that was split, because we had Taladze took round two on all three cards, and Gamrot took the the round three on all three cards. So yeah, it all came down to this. Uh, Victor Wolf and Daryl Ransom were the ones who gave round one to Taladze and thus the fight, whereas David Leatherby, he gave it to Gamrot. How'd you see it?
1: I gave it to Gamrot. I thought he landed pretty good on the feet. I thought he landed good on the ground, and... Uh, it was a fun round, for sure. This was a back and forth, a lot of fun. I thought Kuta Taladze's best work were the body kicks. I just favored Gamrot.
0: You know, I watched this round twice. I I watched it the first time, and I didn't know who you gave it to. And then I watched it after I saw that you gave it to Gamrot. And I definitely saw it very, very, very close. But both times, I ended up siding with Kuta Taladze. All right. I thought that the body work was significant enough.
1: Yeah, I thought it was good. I I just didn't think you know
0: it was the, those body. I, I know you're not discounting it. Close round. This mm-hmm. is not this is not a round that I I feel you know definitive about. It's it's the it's the way I saw it two times, of course. But hey, you know this this was a, a very close round. Can't say I disagree completely with you or uh, let be going the way of Gamrot. It's unfortunate for him because this was a close round in which he actually did some things you know we we get close rounds sometimes where nothing happens we get close rounds sometimes where everything happens and then we get close rounds like this which are i feel like they shouldn't be as such a heartbreaker because it's usually it's a little easier to kind of tell okay what was the most significant action that was happening here and who who actually won it based on that but this one was pretty hard i thought
1: yeah sometimes you just wish one fighter would do it just a tad bit more to make it a little more clear yeah, and it just doesn't always work out that way.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it, <laughs> for what it's worth, Kutateladze thought that he lost. Uh, <laughs> he disagreed with the judges, so I think he probably would have been much more in favor of David Leatherby giving him the loss. He
1: he wasn't, which favor. was bizarre. Yeah, he he sided with Leatherby. <laughs> Go figure.
0: <laughs> it takes all kinds in this sport, doesn't it, man? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was. I mean, that was really it. It kind of hinged on this round like i said it was a really good fight i enjoyed watching it i'm looking forward to gamrock coming back again because obviously he's he came in highly touted uh, and i'm sure he's gonna do fine you know a, a, a fight like this i don't think you lose any shine
1: no a fight of the night you're good you would be all right
0: yeah but you know there really weren't many contested rounds in this this was really the only one that i think people split on except for a round that all three judges agreed upon although you actually before we even get to that, both of them are in this same fight here, which was Farah, Ziam. He got the unanimous decision 29-28 over Jamie Malarkey. Round two, I agreed with all the judges, and I think most people did, in giving this to Malarkey. But you went for Ziam.
1: So, I just want to point out, all none of the judges were split at all on any round in this fight. No, no, fight. no. They all, they all, saw, they just, all like, saw it the, the same, same way. way. Mm-hmm. I did not see round two for Malarkey. I thought Zium had the better effect of offense. He was throwing those knees up the middle and on the bottom, he he landed some good strikes and he had good jabs. And I thought Malarkey just held on. I thought he got him to the ground and he just tried to hold position. I didn't see anything, him trying to advance his position, trying to cause any damage. I thought this was for Zium. Yeah, I mean, it was,
0: I thought it was a pretty close round. It wasn't. You know, for all the reasons you said, it, you could certainly see why it would go that way. But I did think that the grappling success actually here was enough.
1: I just didn't see him do anything with it where I was like, you know what? All right. I can see it from Malarkey. I mean, it was a close round. I, if you whatever, I'm not going to get been out of shape over someone choosing Malarkey. But I just didn't think he did anything but hold position.
0: You know, I saw it live from Malarkey and all three judges did. So that was honestly that was good enough for me. I really just took mm-hmm. it at
1: that. Yeah, that's fair
0: but round three though this was the one that actually a lot of people got kind of mad at (laughs) i think uh people thought that malarkey should have rightfully won this fight and when i watched it live i thought round three went for malarkey i said you know he he took it because of the grappling and the wrestling although ZM he found success near the end of the round and sure enough i mean all three judges gave this one to ZM. so that must have been what it was. Is, is that what you saw, too?
1: Yeah, I scored th- round three for Z, and I agree with all three judges. I thought he landed solid strikes early in the round, and I never thought he was ever in any trouble on the ground again. I thought Malarkey was just holding position, and then eventually he gets up, gets him in that turtle position, and lands some big bombs to end the round. So that that just cleared it up for me. Did you get to watch this one twice? I didn't watch anything twice. I, I, okay. I'm on everything once. See,
0: I watched this one
1: a second time because, again—
0: I went against the judges. You didn't, obviously. So why would you feel the need to? But when I watched this the second time, I definitely agree with you. All right. I feel like I got it wrong. I think anyone else who's listening to this show, you really owe it to yourself. If you think Malarkey won round three, you got to watch it again. And you got to keep in mind the effective offense. What did Malarkey do? All he did was grab and hold. He did nothing. He landed... Almost no strikes. He made no effort at any sort of offense in the grappling, only holding position. And in fact, he got reversed at one point. So, really, what scores? Probably the reversal.
1: Yeah, you got. I mean, the reversal, the sweep, however, however you want to call it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, same nomen, you know, different nomenclature, same thing. We know what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I think ZM clear, uh, clear round for him. The judges yeah, got it
0: right. I agree. I agree he it's funny because there was almost nothing to score here except for in the last 40 seconds or so it was almost like you could have just tuned out of most of the fight most of the round and just Mm -hmm. come back with a minute left and be like okay nothing at all happened we're talking about almost a 10 10 and not quite a 10 10 but almost a 10 10 and you come in there and it's like well zm lands a couple punches all right i guess he won the round (laughs) and that's on me for not catching that the first time but
1: you know i'm learning yeah for sure i mean and you know what it still, it would never even made it to a 10-10 because Malarkey would have got aggression. Yeah, they, if, if they had to go that way, but I although, think you gotta... although Ziam
0: actually he did land like one punch when they were standing early in the round, and that probably was the most offense to, through the first four yeah, minutes. Yeah, that
1: too. That 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 played actually land a solid strike early. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you got to remember it, it's all a terrible rounds.
0: <laughs> I mean, I say watch this again. I don't mean watch it for pleasure. I mean watch it out of you know. Strictly morbid to curiosity.
1: yeah strictly understanding
0: yeah, yeah, yeah but but definitely judges got this right here 29, 20 and 29 28's across the board zm taking rounds one and three that's how i definitely saw it you saw three form i disagree the judges disagree but we all end up at the same place so mm-hmm. the right guy won right guy won yeah
1: it really there's not a whole
0: lot left other than a couple rounds for the 10 a watch actually three right
1: yeah we got three three 10 eight rounds uh that we could check out first one would be uh jun young park uh beating john phillips 30 25 across the board
0: yeah when you look at that 30 25 you just assume well everybody saw rounds one and two as the ten eights for in park's favor because really phillips hadn't done anything through those two rounds and you go all the way back to his fight
1: against chimaev earlier this year it's been a long time since phillips actually did anything in a fight I, I kind of feel bad for the guy Fight Island has not been kind to him. Yeah, he's got to stay out he's of the He's got Adigami. more he's got more dominant rounds scored against him than he does regular 1.0 point rounds. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. But the funny thing is the reason we're talking about this is that round 1 was not unanimously 10-8 and round 3 was where the judge who didn't go 10-8 actually did go 10-8 and that was a little weird.
1: Yeah, it was So let's start strange. let's start with talking about round 1 though, then. Round 1 park has the back most of the round and he's landing good punches throughout almost the entire time you can definitely say he hit all three d's
0: i agree yeah i I think that was pretty easy you know definitely two you can definitely think about it but i think yeah probably all three you know duration Mm -hmm. was certainly there too
1: yeah i mean some of the punches really weren't that hard so maybe leatherby was like oh he's not really putting much into the punches these aren't fight ending punches so i'm just gonna go 10-9 but i thought he landed enough hard ones
0: yeah i I don't think it was it was all that hard to dissect. Honestly, I, this just looked like a clinical ten eight to me, uh, and and I'm sure it did to Benton Cartledge and Victor Wolf, who were on this one as well. Victor Wolf, by the way, did a great job this week. I, I would like to mention. He, yes, you know, he we, did. He, we were a little harder on him last week, and I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah, great job, uh, this
1: Good job, Victor.
0: Absolutely. Um, not that he cares what we have to say. He <laughs> might. He might. He, Hey, he knows how he does. He's He's got <laughs> pros that he's alongside. I'm, I'm sure if, if he didn't do so good, you know, Mike Bell would have been like, hey, kid, I'm going to take you under my wing. I actually no idea if Victor Wolf is older than been, uh, Mike Bell or anything like that. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, I thought he did a good job. But yeah, I mean, this I thought this was a pretty textbook 10-8. So I was a little surprised yeah. to see Leatherby not go this way. And then you fast forward to round three after round two was unanimously a 10-8. Well,
1: yeah, round two was pretty much the exact same round as round one. It was
0: kind of was, yeah. That's why it's almost like, well, well why this yeah. one and not the other right, one? You know, yeah. did he it, almost buyers or more? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, round three. This was the one that I didn't think went to a 10-8. I thought this was. <laughs> competitive is probably a strong enough word a true that, strong that's a word strong word to say what it was but I, you know there was some resistance and and you didn't just have he didn't Park get to on him the whole time and, and pounding on him you know
1: yeah he didn't get to the dominant position in this round
0: i don't think he did yeah so i'm i would say at you know borderline case if you want to say it's borderline okay but i but no i think it was a 10-9
1: i actually scored it for 10-8 i gave him 30-24s across for, uh, for you the did score. i scored it because I thought it was a lot of the same, just not to the same level. So I was like, the judges will probably give it a ten nine, but um, you know, I'm gonna go all the way to 10-8. Handing them out like candy, huh? Is it a Halloween hand. yet? You know what? I think I think I bought into the thing where, you know, John Phillips is just a punching bag. I, mean, I hate to say <sighs> it. That's kind of mean, but <laughs> Yeah, well not only that, but that's that's not how you should be judging that's, around. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Not at all. And,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Shame on you.
1: But hey, uh, David Leatherby agreed with me. He
0: did, he did, but again, he didn't agree in round one, which I think that was a little strange. That is
1: strange, because it's it's yeah, it wasn't to the same level as round one, by any means.
0: Cartledge and Wolf, they also went 10-9, just as I did. I think most of us watching, except for, you know, the, the people like you who are just trying to force these 10-8s on everybody.
1: I love 10-8s. <laughs> Although, but, uh, we had a stretch where we were pretty strict with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I... I think I think probably we got we overcompensated too much and now I think you're going too far the other way. I think you got to find your middle. Got my it, friend. Yeah,
1: I got to get my gauge.
0: I think so. <laughs> it's it's a compass that we will work out with it yeah, over time. Who knows? I, mine probably messed up too. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was all we had. You know, we already talked about all three rounds as a potential 10-8 in that fight, uh, amazing performance by Park. He just looks fantastic. Yeah, great. Good middle weight. Yeah, very I, like, good. I would like to see more of him.
1: Yeah, I'm down to see it.
0: But then the other one, the last round that we kind of need to break down in, in depth here is uh, Jillian Robertson, who unquestionably won her fight against Poliana Botelio uh, at flyweight. But round three was the one that was up for debate as a potential 10-8. We had Cartledge and Werner. They both went 10-8 for Robertson. Did you?
1: Yeah, I went 10-8 as well. Uh, good damaging strikes from top mount. She dominated the whole round. Uh... I really wish she attacked more subs. I think she could have got a finish because th- they definitely presented themselves. Uh, maybe she didn't want to lose was the looking position
0: for them. You know, it, it wasn't. I think she wasn't maybe as aggressive in them as she could have been. But but I think part of that was you know you don't want to necessarily give right. up position exactly. Yeah, she didn't sell it, out.
1: She didn't sell out for herself. She
0: didn't sell out, but she also wasn't ignoring the opportunity. She was looking for it and said, "You know what? It wasn't quite there, and that's okay."
1: Yeah. That yeah that that's fine. I just. I, I like watching finishes.
0: No, like, Hey, you heard about her. She wasn't happy about yeah, not getting a finish. <laughs> that girl was hard on herself. Yeah. She's a, she's I, a I like watching her. Yeah. She's a very good, yeah, fighter. A good I, fighter. I mean, I don't know if she's ever going to be like a world champ or anything like that, but I think she's got staying power in that division, and she'll she'll make it fun and exciting.
1: Yeah, her wrestling will carry her.
0: Wrestling and grappling, too. She,
1: until until it doesn't. An animal. Her, her striking is uh, slightly suspect, but it's okay.
0: Who knows? Give her time. Maybe it'll yeah. get there. But Turn yeah, Victor Wolf actually was the... What's that?
1: She'll turn into another Ortega.
0: Yeah, who knows? You never know. I wouldn't rule it out. But uh, but Victor Wolf was the judge who went ten nine here. Um, I did think it was kind of a little more borderline case than the rounds in in Park and Phillips, so I can understand why Victor Wolf didn't go ten eight here. But I did.
1: Yes, ten eight. I thought it was pretty pretty clear. Uh, you know, again, I think
0: we're, we're talking about a little bit closer. But that's just my opinion. If you saw it clear, I saw it the other way. That's okay.
1: Yeah, I think I would I would always lean ten eight in in rounds like this. And I'm out like candy. Where it's where they're not, you know, definitively checking all the D's, but they're de- checking them just enough.
0: All right, that's fair. I mean, that's that's just the way you you're doing it until somebody uh uh with power over you tells you otherwise, then then yeah, you can keep doing it. I'm in charge. The show's for entertainment and <laughs> education. <laughs> But that was it yeah. for the rounds that we kind of needed to uh, break down or that were kind of disagreed with. It was honestly most most of the night was pretty easy to call. You know, we had three fights that were shutouts across the board. We had talked about Ortega Jung, all five rounds going to Ortega. There was also a couple more on the main card. Jonathan Martinez.
1: How good does he he look? That kid is something else.
0: I like him. Yeah. yeah Thomas all is. I mean, he's not shot, but like he looked bad after yep. a long, long layoff. Mm hmm. You know, that, that's a shame, too, because he was fun to watch uh, for a while. Uh, who knows? It, it's too easy, too early to write him off. But, yeah, 30-27s across the board. No disagreements there. That was an easy fight to call. Uh, and James Krause, he got all three rounds against Claudio Silva. The one thing I would say about this, and I don't disagree with 30-27, but when I watched it, I thought Silva had a case to have taken the third round. It was it was not pretty, but I thought his striking was effective
1: enough. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if someone went Silva here. I, I thought Krause landed a little better, and if Silva didn't abandon the leg kick, he may have finished that fight because Krause's leg and the way he was moving, there's definitely something messed up with his knee.
0: I mean, he basically admitted as much that his leg was messed up, so if only uh, Silva had an ear into the corner of James Krause, maybe he would have known mm-hmm. what to do. Yeah, or maybe yeah. not. Maybe he just likes throwing his fist like a fastball. I don't yeah, know.
1: that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then the other round, of course, uh, was Maxim Grishin. He got round one unanimously across the board before uh, getting the TKO finish against Gazimor and Antigulov.
1: Yeah, I actually disagreed with that, but well, that's all right.
0: That's OK. That's OK. I, th- I think they got it right. And it didn't even matter because Grishin worked Antigulov like a heavy bag, just pounding him left, right, left, right, left, right.
1: He didn't until even move.
0: It was, it was time to step in. Yeah, he just kind of I mean, he was probably done, you know? I mean, what that's why he's not moving. I thought he
1: he was kind of arguing it a bit. He's like, "Yeah, I was blocking it with my face."
0: <laughs> no. No, that was over. I I think I that was a good too, yeah,
1: I agree too. Yeah, that it was a good stoppage.
0: That was a good stoppage. That, that was Andrew Olson, right?
1: Yes. Oh, he is the he is the toughest looking judge we have in Dude, all of MMA. He-
0: he is a tough looking dude <laughs>
1: it's I would not mess with him. like if i saw big dan in an alley or mike beltran i'd be like oh maybe a little scary but if i saw anders Olsen, i'd be like this guy means business i'm getting out of here tan dan is
0: too friendly to be uh yeah. scared of in an alley you'd you would sense the good natureness of him coming down the alley and be like hey what's going on guys how you doing <laughs> jersey represent oh. but what about you know that was one of the four finishes that we had uh we had no subs so you don't actually get to pick a sub tonight. What did you say was your favorite finish? Was it one of the, the three that ended in the first?
1: This is two events in a row. I don't get to pick a sub. Sorry. Yeah, it's a small cage, but <laughs> Jessica Andrade finishing Caitlin Chukagian with a body shot. I thought that nasty was nasty
0: body shot. We oh, haven't my goodness. Seen one of those and in a and while. she followed up with another body shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen one of those in a while. And I, I love body shot chaos because your body just shuts down. Even if you don't want it to, it just shuts down.
0: I'm trying to think of right now if there were any prominent uh, body shot KOs among uh, women's UFC fighters uh, in women's UFC fights. I can't think of any. This is definitely the one that jumps out and probably will continue to jump out because it's oh, such a high I, level. I too. got
1: um, wasn't didn't Ronda uh, hurt Betch Koheya with a body shot. Oh, before I, don't,
0: I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Yeah. when Ronda was actually a fighter. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm pretty sure she's just uh, off the grid somewhere.
1: And, and speaking of body shots real quick, Anderson Silva's body shot over Stefan Bonner is one of the nastiest KOs from a body shot I've ever seen.
0: That was the last time Anderson Silva was Anderson Silva that we remember.
1: Yeah, that was sick. But what was your favorite finish?
0: Uh, for me, it was Jimmy a oh. 205 pounder. He smashed Modestus Bukowskis, oh. and that was awesome too.
1: He might still be a little woozy. He it must... was
0: those heavy rights. He just like smacked him with it, just smashed him, and then he gave another one. It was and right after, and then he just followed up. It was, <laughs> I uh, Anders Olsen again had to go in there and save him.
1: Yeah, I always get nervous when guys fold like that backwards when their legs don't go with them. I'm scared their leg's gonna break, like Crocop and Gonzaga, and it always makes me nervous when that happens.
0: Yeah, nasty stuff. I I think they It looked like everybody was okay. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, no,
1: I know. Uh, I but it just every time that's like the stuff that makes me cringe. Like. That was a sick knockout. It was, it was. And you know what? That's pretty much it we had for uh, the UFC event. But again,
0: this was a really busy fight weekend. We had a major boxing fight. And we don't talk about boxing very much on here because, you know, one, there's not been a lot of boxing going on the last seven months or so. And number two, you know, we're an MMA show. It's what we do. But, you know, we have to talk, I think, at least a little bit about Teofimo Lopez getting the, uh, the decision victory the surprising upset decision victory especially uh on the on the uh, the betting lines here over Vasily Lomachenko who was the number one pound for pound fighter in the world and I I've been a big fan of Lomachenko for years I didn't even know a ton about Lopez going in I'm I'm kind of a uh, as as a boxing fan at this point I would describe myself as like the kind of guy who goes to church on like Easter and Christmas
1: yeah I'm the same exact guy except I didn't even have any interest in this fight I love Lomachenko. I think his he's one of the best technical boxers we've seen. I remember discovering him at Tilted Kilt, where I was eating dinner before going to a friend's house to watch Pacquiao and Mayweather. He was on the undercard, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's got great technique." And that's really my introduction to him. So but, I like
0: that this is the second week in a row that we've brought up Tilted Kilt. Is that even? I don't even think that's around anymore. I think Tilted Kilt went under.
1: It. They, I think. At they least it, it,
0: I don't think it's in North Jersey. At least.
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't, the one that I was at isn't there no more. So, but it just, I didn't understand all the hype behind it. I was like, okay, boxing match that's not on pay-per-view. How big can it be? Oh,
0: I would disagree. I mean, this one, basically everybody was saying, and you know, could be a line, but I don't read it that way as, as someone who does observe boxing. This was a fight that was brought to free TV because of the pandemic, because they couldn't really try to make it as big as they could so they said okay let's let's just put this on free tv again maybe this is a a a line that i'm buying into but i do look at this fight and say knowing boxing they definitely would have put this on free tv if covid 19 had not happened there's no way it would have been it would have been pay-per-view all
1: right so i mean big fight did it it didn't live up to the hype that i I saw on twitter everyone telling me it was must-see tv i did not think this was a must-see tv boxing match i thought it became one Maybe late because – or maybe early or so because Lomachenko wasn't winning. So you're like, oh, the underdog may take this.
0: See, he was, wasn't winning because he really wasn't throwing very much. And, you know, how much you want to give credit to Lopez or, you know, detract from Lomachenko, you know, that's up to you. I'm not going to pass judgment on that. But, yeah, I, I do think it was a little surprising to see what we saw from Lomachenko for, what, seven rounds, I think?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, another thing – I, I I'm going to be honest. I don't really know the boxing criteria.
0: Same here. But, I'm but, not I, I'm not as well versed in it as I am with MMA, of course.
1: But I am aware that 10-8s are only available after knockdowns. And I thought, I, I don't know which round it was uh, for sure, but there was definitely a round where Lomachenko took an absolute beating. And I was like, why wouldn't this be a 10-8 round? I'm not certain about the truth of that. I don't want to broadcast that as truth
0: because, again, we don't know that this is well. But I think I've been told over the years that it's possible to give 10 eights in lopsided rounds without knockdowns, but maybe I'm wrong. I, you know, I'm someone's going to, hopefully someone DMS me and tells me, no, you're an idiot. It's not that.
1: Yeah. Idiot. (laughs) This guy's such an idiot.
0: You know, I, I watched this fight. I didn't get to watch it live as closely as I wanted to. Uh, I had it on TV, but I was, I was doing some work, but I watched it again right before we recorded. And, you know, again, amateur boxing score, uh judge right here from my couch but i did think that the right score here was 116 112 giving the first seven rounds to lopez and then also round 12 where he came back and he just looked fantastic to close out that was a really impressive yeah. way to finish especially after he gave up momentum for the last four rounds which again bovinchenko he needed to either a knockdown to kind of make it a draw or or to get a ko and it just wasn't coming close
1: to that yeah i, I... I also didn't understand the commentators after who were saying that round twelve was him coming back from losing the fight to winning the fight. How they were well, making Andre it. Andre Ward after... I think probably
0: oversold. But this was after was the scores happening. were announced. Yeah. There was I've...
1: one score one nineteen to one oh nine, I think. So he lost by ten points. I mean, so that's far from a comeback.
0: Uh I I believe I believe it was uh one scorecard was one eighteen. To one ten. I, I think I have that right. Or was it it was one it was one of those things where they gave ten rounds instead of uh what I what I said was eight rounds. I said I said it was eight to four uh in favor of Lopez. But yeah, I don't I don't see it. I think rounds eight through eleven, maybe there's a Lopez round in there. I, I think I could see that. But uh Andre Ward though, I, I think he way too oversold how well Lomachenko was doing in rounds two and round seven. I didn't see Lomachenko winning those rounds. I thought it was maybe round two. So either way, we're talking about Lopez banking six of the first seven rounds or more. And at that point, yeah, I mean, round 12 would have been a thing that he would have needed to win to potentially avoid a draw. But I didn't think that was the case. And obviously that didn't manifest either.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, my takeaway from this really is boxing has terrible pacing for their events. Oh, they
0: do. They're still bad. It's so, so bad.
1: And that every fight night for the UFC, there should be some boxing match later in the evening. So UFC starts earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Actually, that was that was pretty great. So I, I would hope for more of that. And next week we're gonna start at two o'clock Eastern yes. time. for for the pay per view portion. Oh, the oh, man.
0: I believe the are at noon. Noon Eastern time. If if you're on the East Coast, uh, do the math from there, guys. I'll be at uh, work i will not be working yet which is good uh but yeah for me it was you know what i really want to take away from this i loved lomachenko's venom fight kit
1: yes i didn't look great i own a pair of venom boxing gloves i own a pair of venom uh board shorts for grappling awesome i think venom's gonna look so much better than this reebok reebok is so plain for the
0: ufc fighters absolutely i think it's gonna look fantastic when they take over because they understand the fight game better than Reebok ever did and still does. I mean, they still don't get it. They obviously didn't care. So I can't wait for that. Uh, And the other thing I want to say, Tafima Lopez, he really did look amazing. I'm really impressed with the kid. Again, as, as a casual boxing fan at this point, I'm very excited to see what he can do. The new, unanimous, undisputed, lightweight king of the world in boxing. That's 135 pounds.
1: So he's a bantamweight.
0: What I'm saying is... Peter Ann would mess him up. But don't take that away. Lopez looked amazing. I'm looking forward to the next time we see this kid.
1: And that sound means we're finished. Another show in the books. We got Khabib versus Gaethje coming up. I can't wait for that one.
0: Absolutely. We'll be talking about that one on Friday. Probably have some past judgment for you as well. Tune in. Thanks for checking us out, guys. Catch you Friday.